The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Hello, uh, good evening, welcome. No, why do I keep saying good evening? Because it's evening now for here, for here, for us, for me, for you and for others. But not for everyone who may be watching this and when they're watching it, it may be a completely different day of the week, month, year, uh, time. Uh, they may even be on a different planet. Or in a different parallel universe. Who well, can don't tell? Start, don't start with that. Anyway, uh, this is the, um, where are we? Oh, this is the Sephora Film Podcast, and we are here. I am Andy Walker, and the other person you can see on the screen here, or you can hear the voice of if you're not watching it on the screen, but listening instead, is my son, Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello. Hello. That was the longest intro I think we have ever done. <laughs> I I know not from what I'm talking of. Oh, that's... Anyway, how that, are does you? that mean you're not going to ramble at the end of it? <laughs> I don't. I I doubt very much if that's true at all. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good. How are you? I am remarkably. Mm. Uh so. Oh, didn't you weird. Um, yes, I'm all right. Uh, so, uh, shall we get on? We, are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> Just shaking your head. Don't forget we're doing an audio version. Oh, of I know. I did say, I did say <laughs> yes, but this is what I'm, I did say yes, but I think my mic's playing up a bit. Anyway. Uh, we are going to do two short films and a longer We're going to start off with one that I have actually been meaning to do before now, but we, uh, for some reason, haven't done it. Uh, it's the fil short film from 2017, and it is a film called Blight. Um, now, this is from Goodman Films, uh, made in conjunction with the National Film and Television School, and Neil Galton's Prosthetic Studio. Uh, the directors are Christopher Goodman and Kate Walsh. Uh, the cast, Jack Parker, Adam Basil, and Rosalind Parker. The synopsis for this film says, a young police officer gets more than he bargained for when he visits the home of a reclusive farmer and his family. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, we the reason I've been thinking about doing it, I've been thinking about doing this uh, 
before now. We haven't got around. Yeah. To, I don't know why we haven't got around to it. Is because we did a film by uh, Christopher Goodman and uh, Goodman Films. In the, I think it was in the first, no, the second season, which was the first one where we started doing short films, and that was the film Black Ice. Oh yes, I knew I remembered that. I was looking at the name and I knew I recognised it from somewhere. So yeah, I've been meaning to do this because this has been another one that I thought, oh, that looks interesting. And the reason for that is because it's inspired by H.P. Lovecraft's uh, The Colour Out of Space. It's not a, a retelling of the story. It's not exactly the same as the story, but it's inspired by Lovecraft's sort of uh, sort of things. Yeah. Um, I think this has got a very odd beginning because I couldn't tell. I still can't tell. I've watched it three times and I can't tell whether, I can't make my mind up if the beginning of it is a miniature or if it's real, like life, real footage, if you know what I mean. It's because it looks like it might be a model. Mm. It, it's very difficult, very difficult to tell. Or it might well be, you know, there's a camera thing you can do that makes things look like they're models rather than yeah. real. I, I don't I can't tell, make them mind up which it is. No, it's, it's, it's very well done. A lot of this is very well done. Oh, the, I love it. The, the makeup and the prosthetics and the visual effects are amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think it's brilliant. It, it's got a great look. Uh, the story is really, is really good. The atmosphere that they create yeah. and the sets, the way the sets work with it all being overgrown and everything, and the atmosphere that creates is really good. Yeah, it's, it's, to be honest, even if you don't read the synopsis or anything, it's, and understand what's going on, it's, it's a very, it's still, you can still gather what's going on from the, the film. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's very well done. The acting in it is amazing. Absolutely. Um, the, the, cinematography they've got in it so for some of the camera work and some of the shots and some of the angles I thought were amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the effects, I think, are, are brilliant. As you say, the prosthetics and the effects and, the, and that sort of thing, I think, are really brilliant. And I especially like, there's a little surprise right at the end, which I wasn't expecting to happen. And it just before it goes, the screen goes black and it goes to the, the credits. This is just this little tiny surprise, which really kind of like it, it just works so well. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> I, mean, I, so well. I had to go back and watch it because I, I thought for a moment my eyes were playing tricks on me because I was yeah. sort of I was expecting it. So that sort of something's gonna happen. And when it so it started getting to the point when nothing was like okay, and then it like obviously the little, the little surprise, and I was like. I had to go back. Was, did that happen or was it my imagination? What? It's so subtly done. Oh, yeah. Well, what I also like is the fact that it's kind of left open for there to be, for it to be made or for it to be taken on to make a second film or some something else to be done from it. Yeah. Because the, 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 the main sort of creature thing kind of gets away, which is yeah. which makes a nice change for it to be left open like that, mm. but without it feeling like it's being done in a kind of, I don't know. Sometimes in American films they do it, and it feels like it's really contrived. But mm. this actually just feels like it's a not a yeah, sort of part of the story. It's done the way the way it's done. It sort of it it can be made into another film or adapted or whatever, but it's it's done in such a way that if it's not, it's not a problem. It's yeah. it's done perfectly well to wrap it all up. But it 
it leaves it just open enough to carry it on. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I really, really like this film, and I'm glad we've got around to doing it in the end. Mm. Um, I, I would have hated to have missed this, to be honest. Yeah. As I say, it's been on my list for films to do for a little while, and I've just kind of, I don't know why we haven't got around to it before, but it is brilliantly done, and it all works so well. The whole film works excellently. Mm. I, I applaud Christopher Goodman completely because he he makes he both of the films we've watched have been really good. Yeah, and the the team or the college or you know whatever university or whatever yeah. people behind the, the the makeup and the prosthetics are just amazing. It's Absolutely. just so well done, and it, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of films where even sort of modern like a lot of modern films that you could tell. Certain things are fake, and but this it was it it genuinely looked real. It looked like something had happened, and it wasn't like part of the film. If that makes sense, it, it was a genuine like real life thing that had happened. Yeah, no, it, it it really worked. It was really good. Really worked well. Okay, so the second of our two short films is from twenty seventeen, and this is a film called Demon Runner. Uh, this is a Roach Turner Brothers film uh, made with the help of Screen Australia. Um, don't make many Australian short. No. We've done a couple of feature films, but uh, the director is uh, Kai Roach Turner, and the writers are Kai Roach Turner and Tristan Roach Turner. Um, the cast is um, Kathleen uh, Turasini. Alex Alex Jusen, uh, Nandali oh Campbell Killick, Carmel Rose, and Kane Thompson. Uh, interesting to note that um, Alex Jusen has actually been a stuntman or a stunt rigger in a number of big feature films mm. uh, as well, which is quite interesting. Um, the synopsis for this film is. A demon hunting team chases a demon uses the in, using the internet to possess unsuspecting victims. So I, I did see a thing uh, on one of the one of the sites I saw. I was looking at about about this film. I was looking for the, uh, the synopsis and the list of character list of uh, cast and everything, where it described this as being Ghostbusters meets the Matrix, <laughs> uh, which I can kind of see. Um, what do you think? I, I'm saying I really like this. I see what I know what people are saying about that review, but I, I really like this. I've watched a, a lot of demon films and stuff like that, but I like the way this is done. It's a very different way of for the possession to be done. Yeah, and I think it works. So I'm saying there's, there's no speech in it as well. So yeah. it's pure action and. A lot of gore in it as well, but I I like it. I genuinely like, and I love the sort of the intensity of it as well. But the time, the, pro, the prosthetics as well, the, like the makeup, the set design for a start as well. Absolutely, the well and I think the best bit I liked about it is the um, the first sort of woman. I don't know if it's the class is the first, but the sort of one of the women you see being possessed mm. and she's doing all like when she talks. Then attacks her. I think it's a boyfriend or husband. Where I think it's just so well done. And the, obviously, for the acting to do that, she must have known how to do it anyway. But have that involved as well. I think it's very well done and just 
just amazingly done in this film. Yeah, I know. I agree. I, 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 I think the sets are absolutely brilliant. They're so brilliantly done. They're put together so well, and the effects are really good. And as you say, the 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 bit because of the sort of gymnastics or whatever it is that she's doing, uh, you know, as the as the woman possessed, that they they just work incredibly well. And yeah. again, the effects of that section where where she's attacking her her boyfriend and husband are brilliant. I also love the demon when they when they isolate the demon. The demon comes out. The makeup on that on that character is is great, but I do like the fact that it's got this tech connection. That kind of uh, slightly more high tech connection to the to the kind of demon possession things. It makes a nice change. It's 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 something bringing it into the sort of modern world. Yeah, it's it's as I'm saying, it's it's a different way of doing it. It's not it's not like the typical sort of demon possession film where it's got a lot to do with like religion or sort of stuff like that or yeah. sort of um summoning it or whatever it's done through a a more technical like, technology side of it and i think yeah. the fact that they brought it into this sort of modern day if can say is with that i think it works so well yeah absolutely absolutely i think i mean it's it's a really well-made film and it's a really good film but it does also what i love about it as well is it does also have this thing that australian movies have and I think it's something to do, it must be something to do with the Australians. But every Australian movie I've ever seen, whether it be, it, it can be the deepest, darkest, goriest slasher movie in the world. There's always at least one bit in it that makes you kind of smile or almost laugh. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? And yeah. the, bit, the bit where she collapses behind the sofa and yeah. her boyfriend or the husband's playing on computer games and he just looks over his shoulders to see what's going on and there's nothing there. Yeah, I know exactly. It's, it's, it's sad. It's, what I liked about it is the fact that it had that. It had the, the gore and the sci-fi and the sort of everything to it, but it had that little bit of a comedy. Yeah. But it's just the same. I, I think it's very well done. It is really brilliantly done. It's 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 a really good film. I, I think it works incredibly well. Um, although I will say I am getting a little... I don't know. The person bent over backwards walking on all fours thing kind yeah. of like you know it's been done in lots of films since the exorcist <laughs> it's kind of it's a yeah. little old hat but it, it was well done in this year but it, it, it is a little bit old hat yeah it just is it's not been done in a while but it, it did get overdone for a long time yeah okay so that's our two short films. On to our feature film. Now, this is uh, going going back a bit now. It's even before I was born. It's, it's saying something. Uh, this is a film from, a science fiction film from 1956 called Earth versus the Flying Saucers. And this is the colorized version we watched. Uh, the director is Fred F. Sears. Uh, the writers, the screenplay written by uh, Bernard Gordon, George Worthing Yates, and uh, the screen story, which is slightly different to the screenplay, but I don't quite know how, is uh, written by Kurt Siodmak. Uh, now, the original inspiration book, which was actually more non-fiction than fiction, was written by an ex-RAF um, officer 
called Donald E. Kehoe, and that was originally called uh, the the Flying Saucers, uh, Flying Saucers from Outer Space, I think it was called. And it, as I say, it was non-fiction. It was more to do with sort of like recorded incidents from uh, RAF files mm. and things like that. Uh, so the cast is Hugh Marlowe, Joan Taylor, Donald Curtis, Morris Ankrum, John Zariba, Zaremba, sorry, uh, Tom Brown Henry, uh, Grandon Rhodes, Larry Blake, none of which I've really heard of before. I think they've all done sort of bits and pieces and sort of stuff in the 50s and, and 60s, but most a lot of the other stuff they did, there were a few odd sci-fi or horror things, but most of the other stuff they did simply westerns. Yeah, I did notice that. Or, or TV work. Yeah, I, I looked it up and there seems to be a lot of people that were in westerns in there. Now, the interesting uh, thing for, for me, the two people, uh, William Woodson, who was the narrator, uh, yeah. He did a lot of narration and voiceover stuff in films and TV and that sort of thing. He he did the voice he did the voiceover thing on the TV series The Invaders in nineteen sixties American TV series. And yeah. the other thing was the alien voice, although he was uncredited, was done by a guy called Paul Freeze. Now Paul Freeze did tons and tons of voiceover stuff and he did loads of like um impersonation things in america on tv and on radio he used to have this he had this whole thing where he, he did a uh he did a show i think it was almost every year he did a show on halloween where okay. he impersonate horror movie stars uh doing weird things it would be sort of like he he, he would do things like um uh he'd have uh uh, um, like Peter Laurie singing a Frank Sinatra song or something, you know, things, okay. things like that. Um, so, but he did loads and loads of stuff, and he did lots of horror and, and uh, sort of famous people impersonations on a TV and radio show. Oh, so, but he's uncredited in this for some reason. I don't quite know why. I, he, I mean, I, I did. I went for the IMDb page, and there seems to be a lot of cast on this that were uncredited. Yeah, well, I mean, lots of it is, is it extras and, and sort of people like that. Yeah, it's it's just, it just seems like there seems to be an awful lot. Well, there's a lot of extras. Mm. So, you know, it's uh, just one of those things. Right, so the synopsis for this film says, extraterrestrials travelling in a high-tech high flying saucers contact a scientist as part of a plan to enslave the inhabitants of Earth. Hmm. Um, yeah, you got you've got a you've got a you've got a person mooching about behind you, you know. Yeah, I know. You're mooching. So um, I, I I found this interesting because it starts off almost like a documentary, which kind of fits in with the with the source material. Yes. Uh but then it becomes a fairly kind of normal fifties sci-fi b movie <laughs> yeah it's 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 very bizarre it's all the way it started i did wonder whether or not i was watching the right video for a start but it, it was very very weirdly done yeah and, and and the sort of the way it sort of carried on yeah it just sort of almost seemed to switch to a different film yeah i, I don't know what you mean i mean it, it... 
it's been it's not an original story it's been it was done before this and it's been done many times since this um all of them all of the the, the versions of this kind of story to me seem to show they show america as being a real kind of like you know it's all, it's all about shoot first quick ask questions later yeah because i mean to, to a large extent, I mean, the aliens, they've been visiting uh, for some time. Yeah. Um, they haven't shown any real signs of aggression no. as such. And then when one of them finally lands and people leave the spaceship, first thing the Americans do is go and shoot one of them. Yeah. It, to be honest, though, that's, that's portrayed in a lot of films from I know this one to even modern ones, the fact that their first things to do is to aggressive and i don't know obviously i think you'd think that i know this is an early film as it's gone on that they've learned but it's i don't know it's a very weird film like i was i was reading some of the reviews of this before i actually watched it mm. and someone someone pointed out about the fact that um half i think it's about 19 20 minutes into it you see one of the flying saucers and um is where it is that you see a fly land on top of it. It's only like a quick, like yeah. a quick couple of frames, but you see a fly land on top of it, and I was just like, "Oh, that's just for a little bit." But no, it's 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 a very I think it's a very bizarre film. But I think also because of the time when it come out, yeah. I think it's another one that sort of jumped on the bandwagon of the other films that were doing well at the time. Oh. It's come out a couple of years just after War of the Worlds originally did. Yeah, I mean the thing the thing about this is that it's um it's very much I mean at the time a lot of these B movies were kind of like they were effectively um they were they were basically warning people against the 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 uh, the rise and the spread of communism, and they were basically saying you know these people are going to come and enslave us, and and it was very very loosely sort of masked as being sort of like these these are communists and they're going to come and and save us and all this kind of thing and the thing against me is like you know it's once the the americans have shot at these aliens and killed one of them and started starting a war with a power that's obviously more superior than us which is rather stupid um but you know the rest of the film plays out like a typical sci-fi b movie of this type it just kind of you know they they abduct the they abduct some people from earth they say we're going to kill you or we're going to enslave you um they they what i loved is the fact that they <laughs> they say look at the look to your son and the son has these massive things and it's like well, they don't actually say that they've caused it no so it could well be they would come to warn us about it yeah, there is that. I don't I, mean, I did. That's one of the things I did like about this is the fact that it seemed to it seemed to fluctuate very bad, very much on the sort of style of graphics that was in this. It was obviously very, very fifties sort of spaceship and oh, yeah. the the, um, the asteroids and stuff like that. But then the footage they had of the sun flares, I thought was very. I don't know if it was real or what, but it seemed to be very yeah, well I done. Yeah, I mean, it, it did look like it was proper footage from a... From it, a yeah, character. it just seemed to sort of... It was very weird to sort of... It was very oh. odd. 
the, the thing you got me is they then say there's going to be nine days of of like these kind of huge natural disasters, which they never show, <laughs> and never seem to actually happen, because they defeat the flying saucers, and then the main couple end up on a beach where the sun's shining and everything's wonderful. Yeah. And what it's... happened to all of these major, like? You know, weather disasters. There were going to be hurricanes and floods and God knows what else. They've just never happened. I do love the fact, though, that this all started because of... Oh, it, the start the start of it was all because of the fact that, really, it was all because of a missed, missed call. Yeah. Like, if he, he, he missed the message and didn't decode it fast enough to say where they were meeting, that's why everyone went into a panic. And I was like... I, I did sit there afterwards and thought, I wonder how many times that's happened in real life. Oh yeah, where yeah. things have gone on and gone. If I just answered that phone call, yeah, um, it's just. I mean, I know what you were saying about the effects, but I I really like the effect. I, I it's Ray Harryhausen who did yeah. the effects for his film, did effects for hundreds of different films, and I love the way I love his. Only thing about it, his his effects are done with miniatures and stop motion. Yeah, there was no CGI. There was no green screen. There was none of that. It was all back projection and, and, and miniatures and, and, you know, stop motion and all this kind of thing. And it, it's incredible effects, really, for what they are. Yeah, it is. And I I love the fact that it, it's, again, it's one of them things that in the, the, the effects that they use in the time, um, it's obvious the fact that obviously what it was, but at the time that it happened, like when it came out, it must have been obviously major. And the thing is that this, this guy... That doing the effects he done it must have been quite ahead of his time to do a lot of this. Oh, yeah. I mean, and putting a lot of it into films. Ray Harryhausen was an amazing guy. You've you only got to watch some of the Sinbad films or the or Jason the Argonauts and that sort of thing and see the stuff that he did in those. It's just, yeah. he was incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, but the thing, the thing for me for this film really is the fact that this film has a naff ending the ending of it is really awful yeah uh, you know, do, do you think the aliens are going to come back yes but not on such a nice day what yeah <laughs> it's, 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 it had some quite good bits in it and some some very scientific bits in it i would say oh, yeah. but yeah there was there were bits in it that again i, I did the same thing i sat there and i was just like what the on earth just, yeah. Okay, I say about the effects though. I I like the effects they used for the. I don't know. Was it? Were they classes as a death ray? At the at the end when they they vaporized. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's it was more like more a sort of sonic ray. I yeah. Think. But I I liked the effects they used on that. It's yeah. The sort of, especially when uh, the soldiers are on the ground and uh, the sort of traitor was left. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. It's, it's one of the films that it's a mix of good bits and bad bits, and it makes it an okay film. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think there are some bits of this that are really. It's like, okay, we've got nine days. Over the next nine days, we're going to have all these terrible things happening, all these terrible floods and earthquakes and forest fires and whatever else, you know. 
And for some reason, when he says to them, don't forget, we've only got nine days and one of them was almost gone already. Why does he have to write nine on a pad and draw circles around it for about five minutes? Yeah. That's a... as, if, as if these well-educated people who are running the military don't know what nine is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there were certain bits in it I like. But my fav- my, I realised... The part of this that made me realise that it was going to be a bit of a odd film to watch was that the very first bit, actually, when they're talking about the fact that these flying saucers have been seen by um, commercial aircrafts, yeah, and that they a group of people looking out the window, and the the flying saucer flies past it. It then goes to a shot of inside where the stewardess drops the plates, and yeah. everyone looks at her, looks randomly, and it, I know it's whether or not it was me or not, but it's the look on their faces, what are you doing? Yeah. It's sort of the look of, you didn't need to do that, but, and it's just, it made me laugh, just the fact that bits like that, and I was like, okay, I can see there being a slight, it's like, I know, I know aeroplanes have come on a long way since the 1950s, but the aeroplane, when they show you the inside of it, it only looks about sort of 10 foot wide. Yeah, it looks, like you could, it looks like you could lay down, stretch your arms out, and touch either either side of the plane. That's the thing as well. Like I've seen planes from like 50s and better sort of earlier planes. I don't remember any of them. I don't know whether or not it was just an American thing. Where I remember a lot of them with wooden cladding on the inside. Uh, I don't know. Some of them might have. I don't know. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the only film I've seen, I think, that had a naffer ending to the, than this, as far as a science fiction film goes, is uh, oh, what's it called? Is it called the crack and crack in the earth, or is it meteor? The, <laughs> there's a bit. It, it's a, the idea of this film is that a big section of the of the earth, yeah, it, it cracks all the way around and it gets sucked out into space, basically, or ejected into space. There's all this molten lava there. Okay. And, and it, I think it's from right, there's, it, it, it's a, a, me, a meteor or, or, or a comet or something goes past, pulls this bit off the earth because it causes earthquakes and it causes this bit of the earth to crack and pull off all that. Other way. And then it goes past and it doesn't actually kill us. But then you've got this lump of the earth missing with all this molten earth there and all this sort of thing. And the next thing you see is there's a bush and a rabbit comes out from underneath it. I thought both of those things would be fried. <laughs> yeah, I I love films like this. But this, it's just... it, 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 I mean, it's nice to watch a 1950s movie because we we haven't done that many of them, uh, the, especially sci-fi ones. We've done a couple no. of horror movies, but it's nice to do a sci-fi one. And I I, I enjoyed watching this. Um, I, I think it's not one of my favourites from from the 1950s sci-fi's. Uh, I mean, I, I think I'm a bigger fan of of other other films. Yeah. But as far as 1950s sci-fi films go, it's okay. Yeah. So it's, I said it. If I think if it had been released at a different time, I think it probably would have done a bit better. But to compete with a few years before, obviously, War of the Worlds and a few other films at that time. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's... I think it's one of the ones that sort of 
it got forgotten a bit about it because of other I think, ones. Gone I think they did a very clever thing though by by uh, having the aliens as well. I don't know if they were meant to be robots or if they're just encased in this armor. Yeah, but doing that was quite quite a good because of the fact that they look like being in armor basically. Yeah, but it meant that they didn't have to worry about having lots of prosthetic aliens all over the place or Ray yeah. Harryhausen doing little stop motion aliens everywhere. Yeah, there is that. Um, but yeah, it was it was good fun to watch. Yeah, it's, I'd say it's a. It's one of the films that we've watched, so you can, we can clarify it. It's the on a sort of sun, late Sunday afternoon sort of film. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, sit down and have a bit of a, have a, have a watch and just go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, we have Blight uh, from twenty seventeen, uh, which was an excellent short film. Uh, Demon Runner from 2017 as well, which, which was a very good, also a, a good, really good uh, short film. And Earthfest, The Flying Saucers from 1956, which was a, it was an okay film. It's not a bad, not a bad uh, film to sit and watch for a while. In, interesting way to spend an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, you know, getting lost in science fiction silliness. Um, but as I say, it does paint the Americans in, a very um, war aggressive, aggressive light, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Not that they need any films to do that anymore. No, not okay, so there we go. That's us for this week. Um, thank you very much for being involved, Scott, for your insights and comments and things. Glad I could be here. Mm, me too. Uh, next week we will be back again. With more, uh, two more short films and a feature film. Feature, feature, feature film. Yeah. Anyway, uh, until such times as then, without further ado, adieu, 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 adieu. adieu. Um, yes, what I'd like to say is um, anybody out there watching, uh, and listening and things like that. If you could um, just click on the like button um, and uh, maybe subscribe to yes. the channel and uh, sort of thing and watch some of the others and, and see if there's anything, any recommendations we have given over the time that we've been doing this that you may uh, may not have seen that you would like to go and watch. Um, most of the films are linked uh with, with the uh, the episodes also there are on the channel there are playlists of the films that we have done or as many of them as we can do we, we can put on there um so you can go and watch them on those playlists uh and the one at the end of this season obviously the one for this season will be put up um and so you can watch them on there yeah there you go Thank you very much and everything for uh, watching, if you have. And if you haven't, then you won't know what I'm going to say, so it won't really matter. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Till then, have fun and everything. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Sci-Fora-Film-Podcast. Sci-Forum Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast.